Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Ears International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. I did take off my shoes, though, because there was something about stepping into this room that I just thought, like, I can't even wear, like, with what we're going to be engaging with tonight, like, there was just something special about... Like, you know, the old, we used to, oh, you stand on holy ground. I'm like, I don't think I understood what that meant, but to step into a place where like the hosts of heaven are, that is just, there's something about just being so undone in the time that we get to have with him that I'm like, I don't. If that means just removing my shoes to show that this is a special place, like I don't wear my shoes to bed because that's an intimate place. I'm taking everything. I'm sure there's so much Hebrew meaning in why your shoes would be removed. But I wanted to invite you that if you feel like engaging with that envi- this environment in, in a different way, that you can remove your shoes. And we're just going to take just a moment to step into this place. Like we have family and we have our engagement time. And then stepping in here, I know we all feel the difference. You can feel that, right? Coming into this room. Um, There are these places. I know that we have pointed them out before. There's these areas of engagement, just individual chairs, because it's about you and him. They're all around the room. But tonight, the adding to, he's week by week, he's added to. And tonight, what he asked us to bring to this room is this area of engagement over here. And I just wanted to point it out because the word that he keeps telling me over that spot is a beckoning. That there is like, I would just encourage you guys, if you want to step over there and engage with that area, there, it's, it may seem simple, it may seem curtains and blankets, and but there is something set up. There is a presence that resides. Can I just say that? Like there's a presence that's residing, waiting for an engagement time that is set aside individually for each of you. That there's something that is coming to like a a crossing tonight where you have been walking away from things, laying things down, divesting from something that is not of him to be engaged with all that he is. And I just, tonight as mom begins to release and then begins to lead us in a time of engaging with him, I would encourage each of you, do something a little bit different. Step out and do something. We become so comfortable in our chairs, like we become so comfortable in our rooms. Mom talked about last week that your room and that place of the things that you've always known, the things that you've always done becomes a comfort zone. It's a place of, I'm going to stay here. I I know this. I've always engaged this way. This is the way I was raised. This is what I've known to do. And to step out and to, to position yourself at a table with the family or to step into something different, he is going to meet you where you are. He's going to meet you in those places when you choose. If you need to try out each section, each section, please. Like engage with each of those areas because there are things that he is wanting us to to tap into and to be a part of and to learn about that we have yet to tap into. And we're going to be released into that time tonight.
And so I just wanted to encourage you guys to, to engage with those areas. I know we say that in, a lot, engage. But go there and learn about a new part of him because it's going to expose a part in you that he's like, that, I want that. I want that from your life. That thing that's kind of been eating at you, like this feels comfortable, but I know you're saying something about this. And I know you're calling me away from this place. He wants to, he wants to, to speak to those areas, to minister to those areas of your heart tonight. Mom, as you come up, mom's already removed her shoes. <laughs> there. <laughs> I just wanted to honor mom for all that she is. Um willing to walk out for our family that um i don't know i've never i've never um known someone on this earth that walks like mom does there's nothing that she's not willing to face head on there's not a system or a place in her heart or a mindset or a lie or whatever it might be, those things that we have, we've encountered before in each, in ourselves, there's nothing like that that she's not willing to face in order to walk it out first, to turn and look at us like that beckoning. Like, let me show you. I promise it's so much better if you walk this out. I promise that mentality. I promise that you thinking that where you're at in your marriage is it. That's not it. Follow me. Let me show you something different. I promise that where you stand right now, that you're thinking like, this is this is what I've known of family. This is what we do. This is it. I've arrived when it comes to family. Like, she's she's walked through it and knows how to call us to that place. So tonight, get your trading floor money ready because the things that you are willing to say, I'm trading into that, you will receive immediately. You're going to receive the fruit of that in your life immediately because you are following someone who has said, I'm going to go. I'm going to walk through the hard things. I'm going to walk forward and continually chase after him and, and walk in that awareness and that engagement with him so that I can lead a family in what that looks like. Right? <laughs> you do. And if there's anyone who is like, you've got this, it's a mother whose heart is like, there's so much more. So, Mom, we're very thankful for you. Thanks. In all your... Comfort. <laughs> I did. I decided uh, whatever state I decided to work out in this morning is the state you guys are getting me. So you're welcome. Uh, partly because I just didn't have time. Because if anybody knows what I blasted on one of our lines of communication, we were Monday is when I feel like my life blew up. We've been on this path. We're going on seven months of living in a hotel, and we just keep thinking, oh, it's later, it's later, and later. I've got three, I still have three rooms under construction, one bathroom under construction, water is shut off half of the time. And on Monday, they said, you know what? This is pretty livable. So you have like five days, and we're moving all your stuff back in. So now I have a construction zone with all of my personal belongings all over the place, and I, I uh, really had to try to tap into what I said on Friday night <laughs> because I have my reminders like we talked about and it was like when your reminder 
<clears throat> happens to be, uh, I'm just trying to think of an example. It's way too much to go into depth of what mine is. But let's say the example was <clears throat> you, you are going to breathe and have peace in utter chaos. It's one thing to set your reminders when you're sitting in your bed or you get off of a sermon and you're sitting in your car and you're like, I got this. And then all of a sudden you have to step into utter chaos and then it's like, you need to breathe. I wanna be like F breathing. I don't understand what I'm doing. <laughs> so there's just, so anyways, so it's been, uh, it's been an interesting week to where I thought, one, I don't have time. Two, we're not on live. And you guys don't care. Um, I'm not honestly sure exactly how I want to handle tonight. Tonight is heaven awareness. So I definitely do not want to teach. At the same time, I'm going to be teaching. So, but I don't want the spirit of what I'm doing to be released as just teaching. Uh, I feel like last week was a lot. Or was it just me? Um... The directive I gave the family was to, could we just practice? Could we not just say, hey, could you engage that area? Or can you engage at home? Or can you think about this? You know, can we just not say it, but actually do it? And then when I gave that practical advice, before you go home, sit in your car, set a reminder or whatever that looks like, whether it's on your alarms or something on your phone or something that prompts you, maybe it's a post-it in your bathroom or something that just makes you stop and be obedient to a directive. From what I've heard from those that have done it, it sounds like it's been a pretty interesting revealing process. What? Unfortunately. Anyone else, or is there just a few people that were able to do it? She said excruciating. What about you? What would be the term you would use? Excruciating. Any words? Taylor? Nauseous? Is that what you said? I thought you said obnoxious. I'm like, either way, obnoxious. Every time Yahweh's knocking on the door, I'm like, obnoxious! I could see that. <laughs> What'd you say? You wouldn't really do it. Snooze it, that's good. You see the notification, you say, I'm busy. I'll get, I'll get to the notification. How many of you at the end of the day had six notifications and you had to get them all in before bed? And you're like trying to like engage, got it. Engage, got it. No? Yeah, slow down, stop working. Okay, fine, I'll do that one. <laughs> Megan, how about you? What? Taking the time. So you've had a lot of practice on doing that. John, how about you? What's it been like this past week? <laughs> same, same as in you're good or same as in I didn't change a whole lot? <laughs> yeah. How about you guys, Whitingers? Snoozing. D. <laughs> 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 
John and Dee were like, we just did Friday night. We're doing awesome. That's why they're doing awesome. <laughs> How about you guys, Jordan? It didn't happen enough. Diana? In training? Yeah. Yes. Difficult. Noel? <laughs> C plus? <laughs> Sally, anything? Bringing up anxiety. How about you guys, Alexa? Hard and unbelievable. Katie? Okay. Doing fine. You betas? I feel like there's a lot of joy bubbling up in me, but I feel like what I have to say is kind of intense. So I'm trying to figure out like what, where, where I'm at with all of that. But I, I say that because I understand it's a practical example of something I said. <clears throat> and Yahweh is omnipresent. He's in you. He's, you know, it's not like if you didn't set your reminders, you weren't talking to, I mean, he knows your, he knows every hair on your head with you doing nothing <clears throat> but there is something about a company of people that can be aware of him because here's the thing we've grown up in us in, in in i'm assuming we've grown up to understand he loves us we got that he knows that he has spent a lifetime engaging you he's asking for to be a recipient which was the wine that i'm engaging in tonight because I didn't get to last week, being that, that, that we are moving beyond, like, you don't have to be, okay, I'm going to bring up a lot of scriptures, and they are from pre-Yeshua, so I'm trying to bring some context to his heart for us, but because of Yeshua, I, I don't even know if I want to say that, but essentially we've been raised that because of Yeshua, you are able to be complacent and rest on he knows the hairs on my head. And then when he says, but do you know the white hairs on mine? And you're like, oh, white hairs? I've never even read about that. I don't even know you in the white hair arena. I know you as the guy on The Chosen. Right? Or... Or you know him through your subconscious filter. Remember when I was talking about from ages newborn to seven, you're just a sponge. So all of a sudden the father has, been, has become the daunting, I'm watching you. Or it's, you, it, you have a filter of who he is. So when he says, do you know the hairs on my head? You're like, hold on a second. I didn't know this was about getting to know you. But he says, Derek just said during communion. You say all these things in my name. I don't know you. So there is an aspect to us being a company of people 
that wouldn't just be okay with floating by with complacent. Or he knows me in my work. He knows me as a husband. He knows me as a wife. And he knows that I'm a good guy. Or he knows that I'm a good girl. And he's like, yes, that's, I created you. That's a done deal. But what, that would be like saying, well, you married me. So I'm sufficient as a wife in the state that you married me 18 years ago. You would choose me over and over and over again. Yes? But would you enjoy if I stayed 18 years ago? Now, granted, maybe we would be more enjoyable if we both stayed. But if he grew 18 years and I stayed over here, I think he would be a little frustrated. Number one, with my immaturity, whether it's, I, I mean, I don't know what, I don't, I don't, I don't know what my issues were 18 years ago. I feel like I'm like, he has to deal with me right now. <laughs> maybe we, maybe he wants to go back. I don't know. <laughs> but does that make sense? Like if, if we, if I was to just settle and be like, you chose me, absolutely. And you know what? He probably would. That's why it's until death, right? But I would assume for greater oneness as we grow in maturity that there should be more that comes out of our expression of why we got married or why did, why? What I, we are the expression of covenant on this earth. So if I stay stagnant or I stay complacent because he loves me, he knows the hairs on my head. And he's like, well, that's kind of funny. <laughs> but if he's like, you don't even know what I look like or who I am or, right? If I'm, does that make sense? If I'm walking around flamboyantly, like he just chose the best thing on the face of the planet and I never turn to adore and get to know what he has because I stay in this state of love and he's growing in maturity and I'm not following him or learning from him or does, is, that, is that kind of a good analogy of making sense? Like, of course, when we got married, we had the fullness. Yes, when we got married, fullness, immediate access. Okay, that's the key. We had immediate access access to the fullness of covenant access it's taken us 18 years to access certain aspects of covenant so if I walk in pride of like well I have it all which I do but if I'm not doing the work or being aware or growing in in that relationship that I'm not the access is there it's like he's knocking and snooze the fullness is right there, but we're too busy or not right now or, you know, it. okay. So again, we use the word engage a lot. Remember all the words that we talked about last week? Um, oh, let me go down this direction and then I, I'll get into that. Okay, no, I'm gonna do this. So last week, remember I gave all these words, uh, engage, you could say, go and have some intentions in there. 
I'm concerned we're using the word engage so much that we're like, what is that? We're engaging. I'm, I, where's my wine? Like I have learned to like engage, like the name I'm engaging. The same thing, this is not flat. The same thing is have intentions. When I do this, this is not to be like, I mean, maybe, just kidding. I'm like walking in, I'm like, I gotta talk to all these people. But I don't, there's something about being able to understand what we engage in. While someone may judge that I'm holding wine and engaging it could be the same as why are you holding McDonald's? It's, it's, it's what, it's, it's this, it's how you engage it. It's now someone else who engages wine could be in a completely different spirit than what I am. Same thing if you're eating fast food, it can be, it could come from a totally different place. So there's an aspect of these words that bring out more of engagement, intention, go and have intentions in there. If my husband said, go get ready, get in the bedroom, we're going to engage. I'm probably thinking like, He's going to have a can't, like we're going to, like, we're going to like, we're going to smell. It's a different word, right? Like I'm thinking, okay, like when I hear the word engage, it's going to be like, okay, we're going to experience. And he's like, get in that room because I've got intentions with you. That's different. All under the realm of engagement. JJ, don't, it's all right. It's going to be all right. But you know what I mean? If I said he has intentions with you over there, you might walk over there a little bit different. Uh, How about face? Go over there and face some things. It looks inviting. I'm trying to think if I want to go there or not. (sighs) Like, oh my gosh. I am, I am going to take my sweatshirt off at some point because I'm wearing my spiritual gangster shirt. Okay. I, I, this might be revealing. But intimacy is, it, okay. There are different aspects of intimacy. I'm just talking about one aspect, right? There's sometimes where it's spontaneous and it's totally fun and there wasn't really a whole lot of meaning behind. I mean, maybe I just am saying. Then there's other times where there's like, what I guess what I'm getting at is this looks beautiful. Then you step into that beauty and you're like, eh. because what if, ooh, this is going to be really awkward. But what if Yahweh says, I have intentions with you. I want you to lay there. I want you to get undressed. And I am going to speak over every single one of your body parts. And I am going to praise every single part of your body. I am going to speak to the frequency of every aspect of trauma and things that have happened to your body. I'm going to ask you for forgiveness. And I'm going to bless everything from your feet to your your head. That looks really good. And then when someone says that, you're like... I didn't know that was intimacy. That is raw. That is emotional. Are are you guys with me? That is an aspect for husbands and wives to engage in where you begin to honor who they are and, 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 and not just husbands and wives, but with Yahweh. Allow him to cleanse. And, and so anyway, my point is, is like intentions. And it's like, oh, that's so beautiful. And then you get in there and you're like, 
<laughs> because healing is there and cleansing is there and it can be hard and it can be great at the same time. So let's keep going. Seize. I want you to have a seize moment in there. Uh, immerse. I want you to immerse yourself. Don't just surround yourself, immerse yourself. Missy said that there was a presence there. It's one thing to sit in there, but what if you immersed yourself in the fullness of who he is? Encounter, meet. I have a meeting with you. Remember when I talked about uh, engage is just saying, I'm gonna be here at this time. All those reminders where I'm gonna be here at this time, that was a moment to engage. And I was like, but in an hour. Well, if I had a lunch date with somebody, they they might not really like me very much if I kept just being like, I'm busy. Okay. I am going to go through the Hebrew word. Um, um, I'm, I'm just going to go through one. Well, okay, I'm going to go through both of them. So there's two Hebrew words for the word engage. Of course, remember they mean two different things. The first one is more of that exchange, that pledge. Uh, remember how I told you that there's three different kinds of engagement? I'm gonna go over two. There's that one where it's more of like an exchange. The other one we're gonna be going over is more of like the in action, like I'm engaged to someone, I'm betrothed, or I have a ring on my finger. So those are the two that we're going to go over. The first one, and I want us to remember as I say this out loud, everything Derek said. Can we do that simultaneously? Water is so good. I don't know if I engage water. I think I kind of like chug it. It's kind of interesting. Get it, Dan. All right. I'm not going to say these words right, but um, I think it's Avrab. It's spelled A-R-A-B. The letters are Ayin, Resh, Beit. So the definition in Hebrew of the, for this, this is to, this is the engage where you mix. This is the engage where you exchange. Next week, we're bringing a token of our trade in exchange for something. I am encountering Sally for what purpose? So I can give her all of me? That would be a really annoying relationship. I'm sure all of us have been in a relationship like that or are currently in a relationship like that where you only engage someone for the purpose for them to know them. Okay. When I encounter Sally, I am encountering her not just to give myself to her, but for her to reveal herself to me. So there's a mixing in our engagement. That's what this word is. But listen to this in the context of a home. The head of the house sees. That's what Ayin, I mean, of course, 72 layers for each letter. 72 times 72 times 72. We could go pretty deep in this. I'm giving a very high level. The head of the house who sees. So while we are working on reminders, we want to be a people that we would be the head of the house who sees. Now in, in, uh, in a, anyways, there's multiple dimensions, but we are the head of his house 
as a family, we are the head of his house because there are people that have not understood his home yet. If we don't have heads of house, like you have to hear Derek. I know he is speaking to John. He is speaking to Tyler. He is speaking to Dan. He is speaking to Ethan. He is speaking to Noel. He is speaking to Marvin. He's speaking to himself. He's speaking to Jason. He's speaking to dad. As the head goes, so will the rest of the body because I am the head of his house just the same as I follow, I am the, I carry his name. So I am the head of his, I, I'm carrying his name out to the world. So the head of the house who sees, remember when I talked about even just practicing, even if your reminder is just stop, breathe, and just look. Is there anything else that, is there anything that you can see that's not earthly? This is an easy environment. It's super, super easy. And even in this environment, for some of us, it's not easy. Derek's dying an hour before he gets here, right? Even in this environment, maybe this environment is a little too intimate for some of us. Maybe this is us getting naked and he's wanting to breathe on our body parts and some men are like, I don't think so. I thought this was about the fun side, right? But there's multiple facets. So for some of us, it might not. But for me, this is, you know, if I look in there, like I, I one thing that I see, wisdom and knowledge are on either side. And they are waiting to impart some things. And I'm not a, I'm not a seer like some people are. Like I don't, it's in my mind's eye, but there's an impression or a shadow that I see. That, that's easy because it's been set up for me. How easy is it when someone else sets an environment and says, heaven reside here? Mom, go sit over there. Okay. S same thing, if I'm in my house and the head of the house sets an environment, it is easy for me to step into that environment and be like, oh. But if that environment isn't set, or he's asking you to set the environment, you've gotta try to pull yourself from what earth is showing you and be able to see. Now I say that because where we're going is that we would be a people so not earthbound that actually when you stand here, you would see more of what heaven's doing than the blanket, the chair, the pillow, the candle. Like, okay, I am looking at this. This is super easy for me. There is a frame. Are you guys with me? There are three candles. There's one candle. I think there's a silver pitcher, like of water, or is that another candle? No, this thing. Oh, it's just another candle. I envisioned a frother. I'm seeing a coffee frother. <laughs> I like coffee. <laughs> um, I'm like, they are gonna pour something for me. I mean, right? Like I see gray, I see white, but that is earth. And, and our flesh is supposed to see that. Don't deny those things that reality is there. But if your spirit is alive, then your spirit can see just as much as your eye can see on earth. So if my spirit is seeing and my natural eye is seeing, but I cannot physically see what my spirit is seeing, there's a disconnect. 
So all we're getting at is could we be a people that would be so intentional and focused that we would begin to be a people that our spirit would lead more than our flesh. And one way to practice that is to stop and look at what you're looking at. And just, if I'm in the kitchen, so for example, I'm clean, I have to take every single thing out of every single drawer and I have a junk drawer in my kitchen. Like that's just one example. All the, you know, the pencil drawer? Mine's super organized, but it's still a lot. Every single thing has drywall dust on it. So I have to take out every single drawer and I have to take everything out. I have to t- do all of my dishes, all of my pots, all of my pans, all of my mugs, all, all of that has to be done. And then all of a sudden I'm just supposed to stop and be like, where's the spirit of might? Where is Yahweh? Where's, what, where, you know, like just stopping and just being like, okay, right now, all I am seeing is dishes. And if my flesh looks at that too long, then my flesh leads. And then I want to break the dishes. Start over. Why can't we move? <laughs> right? That's, that's because of what I'm seeing. So then I respond out of what I see. And then my response is being totally led by the flesh versus stop before we respond. What does heaven say? What is my spirit seeing? And then respond out of that. Because don't forget, we're the Vav. You're supposed to be human. You're supposed to be here for such a time as this. You're supposed to be here. It's just, what are you using your mouth for? What are you using your eyes for? And if you're not following the Spirit, then you're being a vessel for something else. So, the head of the household who sees. That's a, that's a great definition for engage, I think. Okay, next one. This is the betrothal. This is the lovey one. This is the... I'm engaged to be married, right? This is, I got a ring on my finger. This is the word aras, which is A-R-A-S. The letters are aleph, resh, and shin. So this definition is the strong head who eats. Again, very simplified, but think about this or the silent head. Ox is, Aleph is, uh, it's, it's the silent strength in the house. It's ultimately his strength in you. So you have this, the head again, who sees an opportunity, and then you enter into a different level of engagement, and now all of a sudden you are the head who will eat. Think about communion. It's one thing to say, I'm going to say this all night long. Uh, Wisdom and knowledge. I mean, sorry, uh, knowledge and wisdom. No, I was right, right? I was thinking, I just said the spirit of might. So then I'm like, okay, I can see that all day long. Okay. And that's actually really good. I normally don't necessarily see that way. So I see that it's going to be different if I go and taste it. If I eat, what does wisdom want to feed me right now? And eat it, and guess what happens when you eat? It becomes you. So then you walk away, wisdom can stay there, and I'm walking away with a part of it inside of me, 
a part of her inside of me. So there's something about seizing an opportunity, mixing in that opportunity, and then moving into that level of engagement where you are eating. Um, another aspect of eating, just because I want to make sure that we, oh, yeah, I think that this, I think that this will be good. Sometimes when we think of eating, at least for me, I'm like, this is all awesome. But when you eat physically, if I had food, it's in one piece and that does not go down my esophagus like this. So there's something about eating that has to do with deconstructing something. That part is hard. When you're beginning to chew and deconstruct a thing so that it can be put inside of you so that your body can reconstruct it in its human form on earth, I feel like there's like a haze. I'm gonna say that again because that was really exciting. <laughs> I'm like, where is the, where's the hat's been like, say it again. I feel like that was a say it again moment. So I'm gonna say it again. If I am given something from heaven, I have to choose to deconstruct it to a level that's able to be ingested. Then why? so that it can be put inside my body so that my body can reconstruct heaven so that it can be produced on earth. If you do not deconstruct heaven and reconstruct heaven, heaven doesn't come to earth. It would be this magical thing if we just stood here and said, just heaven on, heaven on earth. And he's like, I... You need to be heaven. Well, how do you get heaven? You have to de you have to eat it, you have to taste it, you have to you have to deconstruct it. You've got to get it inside of you and then you have to produce it because you are the vav. You are the vessel on earth. That's why you're on earth. That's why he said, "Can you please say yes to your scroll so I can send you to this earth for such a time as this because nobody before you has gotten it." I know that that's kind of a crazy thought to think because, you know, I don't wanna be all prideful. But seriously, there's been nobody like me before me. And I have an aspect of who he is that I said yes to, and I'm supposed to dispense it on earth. Well, what is that? Because before I got here, he didn't have a me to do it. So that means it has not been manifested yet. So this is really important to eat heaven because if I just like walk around earth of like, I think I know my identity. I think I know what I'm doing. All I see is curtains. All I see is work. All I see is my marriage. I think we're fine. I'm a great guy. I'm a great girl. One day we'll have it all when we die. <laughs> Which I know we say we don't believe right? We have hammered. I, I feel like I have hammered. The difference between, there's a lot of things that make this family different, but one of the big things that make us different is that you have a group of people that think when death happens, I get it all. Then I will be at my fullness when death comes. We are a family that says I am able to be my fullness when I actually go backward and I go back to the original intent and I do what I said I was going to do. Now, that's the difference. Over here, it's super easy. Just 
It's like you're a, you're, I mean, I've said the words for me, I'm a hamster on a wheel I cannot get off. Those programs that play or whatever that is, you just keep going and going and going, thinking one day, here, here, forget it. Let's say you're, you're, I've gotten it, mom. I, I, I understand, I understand not the rapture. I understand heaven now, but if you're like, but I'm busy, but later, or one day my dreams will come true. One day, or maybe you're so filled with hopelessness that you're like, you know what? It hasn't happened yet. Forget it now. Either way, death covenant, that's religion. That's this family. That's not this family. So if, if your dreams or your scroll has not been fulfilled yet, this is what is so hard about this family over here. Jerk. Over here. Jerk. Not really. You know what I mean? Like, that's the problem. It's like, if I, it, 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 does this making sense? I just mean, it's so easy over here to be like, well, it didn't happen. And you're just mad at heaven. And, and over here, it's like, it didn't happen. So you're like having, not like in a bad way. Like, I'm not talking about self-condemnation or, oh, I'm not talking about self-pity. I'm talking about like, be empowered. He gave you everything you need to be able to walk out your scroll. So if you're not feeling like you're walking out your scroll, look for wisdom. Try something different. Put a reminder on your phone. Don't go to bed without not thinking about, I don't know, whatever you need to do. But it's up to us, not alone, but it's up to us to be able to deconstruct heaven and manifest heaven. So we're not waiting for anything. This is empowering harder but empowering before it was just like live your week i don't even know what we used to do <laughs> it was just i don't know you did it was just one day just one day and now it's like today now I am the type of person that's like, I want it all today. <laughs> and he's teaching me, just like with working out, it doesn't happen in one shot. So what happens is when you go and you're, uh, and, and I mean, yes, I'm gonna use that analogy. If I want to be a stronger version of myself, what do I have to do to my muscles? Jason, what's the first thing that has to happen to my muscles if I want them to change? I have to break them down. I have to change, but I might be like, but I'm fine. He's like, but, but, you, but I'm asking you to be a stronger version of yourself. So, I, so then I gotta go, so I gotta break myself down. Hold on a second. You want me to be built up so you're telling me to go in and beat myself up? Yes. Because he's saying, and it's not like I'm just going to go in and run a marathon and then lift a bunch of weights and then be like, yeah, right? It is, I mean, it's a years and years process of deconstruction, de deconstructing to reconstruct. And it's been how long? This is just, a, I'm just giving a practical example. Three years of me working out. Three years. And I'm finally gaining some inches. This is a good thing. 
I have like a goal to, to be bigger in certain areas. That was once spoken over me, it's in your genes. Mm. It's, it's, there are some people that have some, uh, Rena's got some genes. <laughs> I, now this is what's so cool. Rena was born with genes. I wasn't, but I want that. So there's some things I have to do to deconstruct and reconstruct. Others might be like, oh, that's so easy for that person. Well, it's all, it's all a mix in the family of what we have and what we have to do to obtain what he wants us to have. Does that make sense? Okay. Are you guys, I know I said I wasn't going to teach. Um, okay, <clears throat> I'm going to keep going with this analogy to try to like release this one thing and then I'm going to go into the last thing that I have and then I'm actually going to send us into some uh, homework, but while you're here. So then you guys can't box the next day and be like, well, I went out to my car, but I forgot. So, or, you know, oh, I did it this morning and, you know, I don't. I have learned so much, though, bouncing off of family and even just releasing instruction. Ellen, is that okay to explain publicly what I said about kissing? So Ellen's like, okay, well, I have my first notification and it's going to be spend time with Yahweh. But I don't know how I'm going to do that because I've got to get all the kids to school. And I'm like, okay, that is way too lofty for you. All I want you to do is go in the mirror, go in the, go in the bathroom and just kiss the mirror. And she is like dying because I felt so strong. When you kiss the mirror, you are kissing the face of Yahweh. If any of you have a post on your mirror, try it. And it, you know, it might at first be like, okay. And then I swear you probably fall in a heap of, you'll just, you'll just, I mean, come on. This is so power. I'm going to get to it at the end. I'm going to get to it at the end, but we are supposed to have a relationship with ourselves. If I am clothed in Christ, then that means while wisdom and knowledge is over there, Yeshua is like on me. I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to have a relationship with myself. And I'm just now learning in my, I'm 40. Uh, just a real quick snippet. I am learning just today, no yesterday. Yesterday, this is fresh hot off the press. I, I loved it. Noel was giving me, uh, I don't even know what he was talking about last. I mean, I know what you were talking about, but I don't, I'm not going to repeat everything you were talking about. He said, oh my gosh, he goes, this tonight was just so intense. It was like, you didn't have like this like thing that you had rehearsed. It was like, this is happening right now. And I'm like, yeah, it's happening right now. <clears throat> so as of yesterday, he reveals to me that I don't understand how to self-talk healthy. So I was asked a question, how do you talk to yourself? And I was like, well, uh, 
explain. What do you say to yourself? <clears throat> are you a friend? When you talk to yourself, are you an encourager? And I was like, <laughs> what? I'm 40. And there's another way to talk to myself besides you're an idiot. I literally did not know that. This is what I'm talking about, growing from glory to glory. And it's all right. Not that I say I'm an idiot all the time, but like I have this thing where I like, I, uh, I don't know, I'm just harsh. I'm frustrated, I'm harsh, I'm irritated. I can do a hundred things right in a day and all I will see is the 101, the one thing I didn't do. I didn't get this done, should've, could've. I just, I, can't, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. I, I, I'm constantly self-talking that way. So when somebody says, do you ever like encourage yourself? Like, do you ever just like wake up in the morning and be like, I am loved? And I'm like, what do you do? <laughs> no. You guys all got something in your closet, it's all right. I'm just saying, for me, that was yesterday, that he's teaching, guess where those self-thoughts are? So there's an aspect to things that he wants us to engage in because he's trying to deconstruct either heaven in us or he's trying to deconstruct what you've been so he can reconstruct who he wants you to be. So it's not just deconstructing heaven, but there might be aspects of your life that he wants you to deconstruct so that you can be built up. And that is where it's hard because in this family, it's intentional. It's out of relationship. You cannot turn it on and off. I can see some of you trying. Right? I mean, but in the old, it was easy. I can turn it on and off. Now all of a sudden, I'm pressed every day, every day, every day. What about this? 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 Not in a bad way, but like learning and growing and oh so it's you know when you read those scriptures how real they become you know uh like I've said this before but you know any well I don't I've said it a, a, a ton of times but we have the fullness before we had band-aids but band-aids are nice band-aids make you feel better it may remind you something's being taken care of well what happens when it's time for open heart surgery and you're just laying there and you're like, really, this is gonna be a process? I feel like literally he told me, he was like, yes, lay there. It's gonna be open heart surgery. You'll get through it. Here's some gauze. You cannot, uh, before we were able to compartmentalize. Yahweh is at church. Yahweh is in this relationship, right? You know, you had your Christian friends. You all had them. Oh, I could talk about God in this relationship, but when you're at work, oh, it's the bros. Or you're at the gym, you know, and somebody's asking about your life and you just all talk, you're talking about what, I mean, you would never bring up what you do on Friday night. Sunday morning, you know, it's right. Like you could compartmentalize. Now all of a sudden it's just wherever it's like this. <laughs> like I'm at work, I'm at like, you know, a relationship. It doesn't matter if I'm in the car, in my kitchen, if I'm at work, if I'm at the grocery store, it's like, I'm just bumping into heaven because he's after 
a people to actually be transformed and not live off band-aids. You can hide. You can't hide. It's horrible. Um, okay, I'm going to say this. It's going to be really annoying. The only way out is through. And we've talked about that with the cross, right? Religion says, get around it. Whatever I need to do. His yoke is easy. You don't even know what yoke is. That doesn't even make any sense. His yoke is easy. That does not mean my life is easy. His yoke is easy, which means wherever he goes, I go. That's why it's easy. I don't have to hide. I don't have to compartmentalize. I don't have to be alone. But guess where he goes? Right on through the mess. He never goes, yeah, I don't think so. That's what the yoke is easy has been. His yoke is easy. Just run free. And then we've switched it up and now it's like his yoke is easy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> his yoke is easy because he's teaching me, but it ain't easy work. The yoke is easy. The plowing, not so much. Oh my God. I, I, can you guys please get me out of this family and send me to churches? <laughs> if anybody would invite me, I would love, I, I, my... My, I'm serious right now. I, I don't need to preach it, you guys. I mean, we're still working on reminders. It'll be fine. <laughs> we're gonna, but, I, but that's, that's okay. That's where we are. But do you guys understand where the body is? They're still saying his yoke is easy and his burden is hot. Ah. <laughs> Do you guys think anybody would ever, like I feel like my destiny scroll is to like blow up churches. I've already done that once and this is what happened. So I don't want to do it like we did last time because I don't want to own it. <laughs> I, I do want to just come in and be like, and then leave. And then just hope someone wakes up. Just one, just one. If one person would wake up, that would be awesome. But I, 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 could you imagine how fun that would be? And I'm gonna bring Tyler. Cause there was a day where he was like throwing water all over the pastors. It was a pastor's conference. Send me to one of those. Unleash Tyler, throw water all over him and then I'll just. Follow the water. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay, one more thing. In the old, it could be done without him. You could have all these works and you never knew him. You carried his name, but you have no idea what he's talking about. So you could do things without him. Whereas now you can't do anything without him. And it's really annoying. Right, because I just I want to keep talking the way that I talk, not because I want to talk that way, but it's all I've ever known. So to expose that there's a different way, and what I've been doing for 40 years has been self-destructive, is kind of like, and it's not like it's easy. Just just be positive. What am I gonna do? Wake up and be like, I am loved. I. This has to be a heart and mind. This has to. I have to deconstruct it 
little by little. So that, so one day my bicep that you guys see is like a real bicep. So one day, so there's gonna be some things in my thoughts where you're gonna see me like this. But then all of a sudden, you're gonna be like, Like, I feel that right now. (laughs) Oh my God, that was weird. I feel like that's going to be my reminder. Just, you guys should all stand up right now. That is weird. (laughs) Do it. Like it's real. I'm not just waking up and just repeating. Somebody told me to be like, so right now we have the post-its and that's all right. But there's going to come a time where you're going to like eat the post-it. You're going to like, I mean, I've done that with my pages in my Bible at times, but I mean like you're going to like, you're going to deconstruct it and reconstruct it. And then it's going to be real. You're not going to need a post-it. All of a sudden you're going to have a bicep and you're going to be like, oh, that is crazy. Okay. All right, here comes the intense part. Okay, the reason why this is intense is because I want us to under, now again, I am not trying to, this is not fire, hell and brimstone. I'm not trying to put the fear of the Lord in you so that you'll go sit in that chair. I got my own issues. Do whatever you want to do. I, I, like Missy said, I am working out my race and I'm running with endurance. But I'm telling you what, I do lead a family and my family will be known in in his name. My family will be, he, we will not be the ones that he says, you did all these things in my name, but I don't know you, you workers of lawlessness, right? Because we, we, that's, that's just, that's just, that's my passion. So I'm not trying to come across like, like, um, like negative, but I, but I, but there are some things that need to be said. So last week, I said something that I actually didn't even think I was going to say. I said, he's jealous over you. But don't mistake that he's jealous over you, that that means he's jealous in his house. So what he's jealous of are all those things we're wrapped up in on earth. But in his house, he's not jealous or um, uh, insecure that he can't share. But he does not want to share you with any other God. So that's why he's jealous. But his nature in the uncreated realm is a freely giving God. And, and I, want, I want to express that because this is part of our divesting and engaging. Because remember, we're divesting from, let's just say, earth or other gods. Is that okay to say that? 
I don't, I don't think that I idol worship. But if I have a self-talk that is not what he has for me, then there's an aspect, especially if I, once he exposes it, if I say, I'm not dealing with that, now that has become my idol. And I will so hone in on that, that that becomes the very thing that I don't even wanna, I didn't even wanna hone in on in the first place. So there's aspects where we're divesting, but then we're going to engage. So I don't wanna just present that he's a jealous God to just put the fear of the Lord in you so that you'll turn from every idol and not express that there is an aspect of his engaging that he wants us to be married to. Okay? So like I said, this is not a fast. Your tokens that you're bringing next week, everybody I think understands that at this point, your token next week is not a fast. You are not bringing what you're fasting from, you're bringing what you will never turn to again. You are bringing something you are divorcing from, and next month you're gonna end up bringing something that you are going to marry to. Okay, so that's kind of the plan. This month we are bringing our divestment, we're bringing what we're turning from. Next month we are gonna be bringing our pledges and our personal convictions of what we are attached to or should be attached to. It's basically your, 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 uh, you're gonna be bringing, uh, it's one thing, uh, Derek said it. I'm a kingdom heir and you carry the name. But would I ever be like, I don't know you. So what are your convictions? What are your pledges? Not, well, this is what Kingdom Air says. This is, what are your convictions? What are your pledges? What are you married to is what you're gonna be bringing next month. Next week, you're bringing your token of uh, divestment. And so I wanna bring these scriptures to you to express how intentional he is with your divestment, okay? I want to read these. For me personally, I have a hard time listening to somebody else read, but I feel like I'm just supposed to read them. And I'm gonna give you the scriptures for you to study them. So I gave you guys this last week, Exodus 34, specifically 14, but I'm gonna read a portion, okay? Now I want to just preface, anytime he says I'm jealous over you, the word jealous is pretty much anger. His jealousy is wrath, fury, and anger. If he is jealous over you because you've been laying in bed with something else but him, think about it. If you're a husband or wife and you all of a sudden, or even if you have a friendship and that friend decides to be like, you know what, I don't really feel like talking to you. And, but you're talking to someone else who's leading you down a, a, a path that's not connected with you, you're gonna get this like, you're gonna be provoked to a jealousy that usually is, what are you going like this for? Is that happening? Right, because I bring up husband and wife, I bring up husbands and wives a lot, but friends too. If I am in covenant that, that God has told me I am in covenant with and I just decide to not engage with this friendship and then I'm, and I'm just because I'm, whether it's, you know, whatever it may be, there's gonna be a jealousy, a wrath, an anger, a fury. There's gonna be some things that come up. That's what jealousy is, okay? Does that make sense? So I'm in Exodus 34, actually starting in verse 10. Then he said, I am cutting a covenant. 
He, he did the family seal. He's basically saying, I am making a covenant, right? What's the pillar? I understand that we all understand covenant, but he's saying, I am making a covenant with you. So read, read this as if you're his people. Don't read it as if, oh, he's talking to those Israelites, right? That's the first thing. Don't disassociate from the Bible. Go inside the Bible. This is where you become engaged with it because you are the strong head who chooses. You eat it, you go inside it. If the moment you disassociate and be like, those are for those Israelites, are you Israel or not? So this is us, okay? Then he said, I'm cutting a covenant. Before all your people, I will do wonders such as such have not been done in all the earth or in any nation. All the people you are, you are among will see the work of Adonai for what I am going to do with you will be awesome. Obey what I am commanding you today. Weird. I thought it would just be awesome. <laughs> oh, I have to obey. Behold, I'm going to drive out all these ites. Watch yourself. Wait, what? Watch what you're saying. Watch how you're talking. Watch how you're thinking. Watch yourself. That's powerful. Watch yourself and make no covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you are going or they will become a snare among you. He's basically saying, think about this. You're in heaven and you're having a conversation with him in heaven. And he's saying, I'm gonna make a covenant with you. You're about to go to earth. You're about to possess a land and I will drive out everything that has been on that earth for you right? Because earth has some things. I'm going to drive out everything on earth for you, but you need to obey and you need to watch yourself. Do not make a covenant with all that stuff. Can you just imagine the father before the foundations of the earth, when you agreed to take the assignment, he's preparing you and saying to you, talking to you like that. I'm telling you, watch your, I'm about to send you into a land. Watch yourself. Make no covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you are going. They will become a, sm a snare. Instead, you must break down their altars. Smash their pillars. How can we smash their pillars if you don't have pillars of your own? That's why we're trying to build. We're trying to deconstruct and build so that we know what it is that we're smashing. Or else we're going to be where we were before and be all these like really awesome Christians smashing down sinners. That doesn't have anything to do with his pillars and him being obedient to any of that. All right, anyway, anyways. Uh, cut, their, uh, cut their poles. For you are to bow down to no other God because Adonai is jealous for his name. He's a jealous God. His name. Derek just talked about that. He is jealous over his name. You carry his name, he's jealous over that. He's angry over that. He's furious over that. I would assume that if I am a brewer... If I conduct myself outside of the standard of a brewer, especially in public, to where I am making covenants with inhabitants of another land, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be pretty furious. I, yeah. Yeah. C, 
See that you do not make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land. Otherwise, when they prostitute themselves with their gods and sacrifice to their gods, someone will invite you and you will eat from their sacrifice. Do not take, it, it, it goes into basically what happens when you make a covenant. Now I know it's talking about prostitutes and you could take it literal, but remember my testimony. All right. Deuteronomy 4.24. Thank you, Missy. I love the title of this. B'nai Israel, the sons of Israel. That's you. So again, don't disassociate. Oh, well, he's talking about the sons of Israel. You are a B'nai Israel. You are the son of Israel. Must listen and obey. Now, O Israel, listen to the statutes and ordinance that I am teaching you to do so that you may live and go in and possess the land that Adonai, the God of your fathers, is giving you. You must not add to the word that I am commanding you or take away from it in order to keep the, basically the laws of Adonai, your God, that I'm commanding you. Then it goes into a bunch of wording. When you study this and go back, when you set your notifications and you go back and you study these scriptures, it, talks, it, it constantly says, remember, watch closely over your souls. So annoying. I didn't even know I had to watch over my soul till this last year. I thought heaven, spirit, and earth. I had no idea my soul needed to be watched or tended to. So remember and watch. Watch yourselves so you do not forget the covenant that Adonai made with you. Now I'm not talking about the, the promise last week. I'm talking about the covenant he cut with you before you got here. Don't forget what you said yes to in heaven before you got here. That's how much earth has sucked us in. We're like, huh? There was, there was a time before my mother's womb? Yes. And we need to spend the rest of our lives figuring that out and finding that out because we are not supposed to be giving ourselves away to the inhabitants of the land. So watch yourselves that you don't forget what he said, which he cut with you and make uh, for yourselves graven images in the form of anything that Adonai your God has forbidden you. For Adonai your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. So again, another scripture, he is a jealous consuming fire. So if it feels like the only way out is through and you are burning up, it's not this evil. It is, it is to purify you into his image. We take that as punishment. If any of you get put in the fire, we take that as punishment. Not recognizing that what it is, is that he's purifying all that stuff so you would remember what he said. All right. Then if you wanna keep reading, there's a lot of consequences of what happens. Basically, listen to this in the spirit. These are the consequences when you make idols and you start to engage with earth more than heaven. Here are the consequences. You are driven from the land and scattered. What has happened to his people? A scattering has happened, destroyed, and you end up serving man-made gods that do not see or hear. I don't know, but I don't, I don't read that disassociated. I don't read that disconnected at all. I'm like, I've spent too many, too many years of my life serving man-made gods that do not see or hear. And we're all scattered now. 
Those are the consequences. We're seeing those consequences. All right. We really need longer Friday nights. 2 Corinthians 11.2. Now, this, uh, I'm going to say this, and I want you to act like I'm the Apostle Tanya. I mean, I am. A ministry carries this jealousy. I am the Apostle Tanya, and a ministry carries this kind of jealousy. 2 Corinthians 11, uh, specifically verse 2. Um, I wish that you would put up with a little foolishness from me, but indeed you are putting up with me. For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy, for I betrothed you to one husband to present you to Messiah as a pure virgin. As a family, an apostle, Paul, somebody who's leading is to take a role like I do, like I said, I'm not trying to be like for the wrath of God, but it is my job to, to be able to say, I, it is my responsibility, not a false responsibility, but I take it serious that it is my responsibility to present a family pure and virgin to the Messiah, which means I got to get rid of all the prostitution. I got to get rid of all the waywardness, all the lukewarmness. We got to get rid of all that stuff because there's a jealousy over the family to present you to him as a pure one. Now, this is why I say don't assist, don't disassociate. Read the word like this. I'm not trying to say I'm Paul. I'm just saying if I was to be, I could only imagine Paul being like, I wish that you would, you know, I feel like I could, does it make sense? But I'm afraid that somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, by, by his cunning, your minds might be led astray from a sincere, pure devotion, uh, led astray from a sincere, pure devotion and purity to the Messiah. For if someone comes and proclaims, oh, this is why I'm so passionate. Because, <laughs> I am afraid that somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your minds might be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion and purity to the Messiah. For if someone comes and proclaims another Yeshua like Jesus, whom we did not proclaim, or if you receive a different spirit that you did not receive or a different good news that you did not accept, you put up with that well enough. So there's this aspect of like, we have put up with that for too long. And there is a jealousy over that we would not be tossed to and fro by all the good news that's out there. Okay? He is serious about jealousy. I am not going to read it. Go into Numbers 5. There's actually rituals on how to deal with jealousy. There's offerings. Like he, it, it is part of his law. It is part of his instruction because he is serious about his jealousy, making sure his people stay connected to him and disconnected from the earth. Now, why does he have to do this so strong? Because for me anyways, I'd be like, well, then why did you set this up like this? Then why did you send us to earth to where our brains forget everything that happened before? And then I got to spend my whole life trying to remember what you told me to say. Why did you set it up like this? The reason why is because you are his vessel to transform the rest of the earth. The earth still is not his yet. 
I mean, it is his. It was created for you because he loves you. It is his intent, but it is not finished yet. So he is sending sons and daughters to be able to do what Yeshua did to fulfill the rest of his story. He needs you to, to, to fulfill his story. Before, that was really hard to hear because it was like, no, no, not me. I am humble. But he needs you to fulfill his story. That's why he sent you here. So that's why he is so after this for us to remember because he knows he's sending you to a land filled with giants. He didn't say like, I'm gonna make it super easy and you're just gonna remember everything. It's just gonna be just like heaven. Then he wouldn't need you to do anything. He would have just kept you there or he would have done something earlier than he, I don't know. But the point is, is that he knows he's sending you to a land that will gri grip you. So he's constantly, remember, remember, watch yourself. Okay, because he wants you to be like Yeshua, which was all spirit and all human. There's a purpose for that. If he wanted you to be all spirit and just remember everything and just be heaven on earth, then it wouldn't, then you, you wouldn't be able to, you'd be a part of the cloud of witnesses. They can't do anything. They're cheering you on. Read, read, read. They are cheering you on to do his work because they can't do it. So they're like, Missy, come on. Deuteronomy 29, 19. Oh my goodness, there's a lot. All right, I'm just gonna read the first part. I'm starting in verse nine. You are standing today, all of you, before Adonai, your God. The heads of your families, your elders, your officials, all the men of Israel, your children, your wives, and the outsider within your camp. Each of you is the crossover into the covenant of Adonai your God that he is cutting with you today and into his oath. You, you are standing before him. You are the crossover people. This is in order to confirm you today as his people. So he will be your God just as he promised you and just as he swore to his fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Not with you alone, I'm cutting this covenant and this oath, but with whomever is standing here with us today before Adonai, our God, and with whomever is not here with us today. He continues to, he continues to go on. Um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down to... Oh, this is just all so good. I don't know what else to do. Verse 18. Now, when someone hears the words of this oath, okay, I'm not going to reread all that, but act like I'm going to reread all that. You're standing here today. The heads of the households are standing here today with your wives and your children. Okay, you're standing here today. Now, when someone hears the words of this oath, and in his heart considers himself blessed, thinking shalom will be mine, even though I walk in the stubbornness of my heart. Thus sweeping away the moist with the dry, Adonai will be unwilling to forgive them, for then the anger of Adonai and his jealousy will smoke against that person. Okay, again, I am not trying to put the fear of God in you because we all know that the end of that story is Yeshua came, so we have access. But the point is, is that means something. It doesn't mean, well, because of Yeshua, that means I'm allowed to continue to walk in stubbornness and say, I'm great. 
That all, that's all I'm saying. We have access through Yeshua, but it doesn't mean it's our, ex- Yeshua is not your crutch or an excuse. He is your empowerment so that you can actually fulfill all of this stuff. People go, oh, that's Old Testament. He's not gonna put smoke against me. There's an aspect that that, it, this, that is still his heart. He just made it available through Yeshua. So now Yeshua has been able to empower you to not be those people. Can you imagine? We are standing here today and you get this covenant. But if any one of you hears this oath and you say, I'm fine while walking in stubbornness, he can't, it's done. All right, first Kings. This is just an example. Judah did what was evil in Adonai's eyes. They provoked him to jealousy with more than all their forefathers had done with the sins that they had committed. Basically just showing an example that we have the ability to provoke him to jealousy, to anger, to fear, to, to fury. Um, Uh, tons of scriptures in Ezekiel, Ezekiel 16, 42. So I will calm my fury, fury against you and my jealousy will turn away from you. Then I will be quiet and anger no longer. The point of these scriptures is just to show that his jealousy is serious. Okay. Ezekiel 23, 25. I will vent my jealousy against you, letting them deal with you in fury. Ezekiel 38, 19. In my jealousy and the fire of my wrath, I have spoken. Surely in that day, there will be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. Moving on to Psalm. Psalm 78, 58. For they provoked him with their high places. So they aroused his jealousy with their graven images. Psalm 79, 5. How long, Adonai, will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy keep blazing like fire? Proverbs 6, 34, for jealousy enrages a man and he will show no mercy in the day of revenge. Proverbs 27, 4, wrath is cruel and anger is overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? Wrath is cruel, anger is overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? This is what he's talking about when he said, I never knew you. You gave yourself away to all this other stuff. That's his jealousy. And he's saying it's greater in terms of wrath and, and, and uh, anger. I would be scared of anger. I didn't realize that his jealousy. Now this is, I know that this sounds harsh, but you guys have to understand. What is he jealous of? That should empower us. He is jealous of you, for you. So it could be like, oh my God, like that's what I, uh, these scriptures are not to be like, but these are to show this is, he is jealous over you. That is a good thing. If I didn't have him to be jealous over my actions, there wouldn't be love. If he didn't care what I did, that's not love. And then we call it freedom. That is not freedom. The boundaries, the rules, the regulations, whatever you want to call it that might seem like it's bounding you up. He loves you. He is trying to separate you from the rest of the world and remind you of who you are. 
If I had no boundaries, there would be no relationship. And then we'd band-aid it and say, freedom. That's not freedom. That's prostitution. Okay, listen, Zechariah 8.2. Thus says Adonai Zbeot, which is Lord of armies or heavenly forces. He is the Lord of the heavenly forces. I am exceedingly jealous for Zion. I am burning with jealousy for her. You are the sons of Zion. So he is jealous over you. All right, it is 8.20 and I did not get to send you into stuff and I still have more. This is what I want, I'm, I'm just gonna go through this quickly if you wanna write these down. That was everything we're divesting from. I wanna know, he wants to know, what is he jealous over in your life? He's jealous over you, but what is it? Why is he jealous over you? That is what you're bringing next week. That token of divestment, that is what you are saying. I have got to divorce this because he is jealous that I have been giving my attention to the inhabitants of this land. Okay. Now, I'm going through this quickly because I think we're gonna go over this next month. But what I want to encourage you with is that there is so much to engage with because it's kind of the chicken or the egg. For me, sometimes I don't know how to disengage with something until I engage with him and then he reveals like, oh, I didn't even know I was engaged. I didn't even know that that was there. So there's kind of this, it's not like, okay, I'm gonna disengage and then all of a sudden engage. It might be like, I have to engage. And then all of a sudden you're like, that's what true love is? Whoa, I did not know I needed to turn from that. So there's kind of this, intermix going on. So I want you guys to understand, jealous of the things on this earth, but he freely shares you in heaven, and I'm going to show you how. Isaiah 11, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, spirit of insight, spirit of counsel, spirit of might, spirit of knowledge, and the fear of Adonai is actually a spirit. So I'm just giving you some of these things because it doesn't just mean you set your notification to breathe in Yahweh. Okay? Galatians 4.2. Now I'm saying so long as the heir is under age, he is no different from a slave, even though he is the owner of everything. <laughs> Isn't that powerful? I am a slave and yet I'm the owner of all things. Instead, he is under guardians and managers until the date set by the Father. So until he's given you a date, you have guardians and you have guides in your life. And they're assigned to you. Doesn't that reminder sound fun? Especially when you're like digging up what you have to divest from. Ask your guide. He assigned you one. I know, I know. Christianity is going to be like, what are you talking about? But there, you have a guardian and you have managers that are assigned to you until the, until the Father has set a time. Psalms 91.11. Now, this is under, so the first topic that I gave you were spirits. There are spirit beings. Second topic was guides. So you have guides and governors over your life that help you live your life. They are there to cheer you on, champion you, remind you of who you are. You have spirits that are able to, they are, they are, if you read in Revelations, they are surrounding his throne. They are very intimate with Yahweh. 
okay? So there are, there are aspects of that that you can engage with. Psalm, now, this is in the uh, realm of angels. I'm only going to give you one scripture. There's 93 verses just on angels in the Tree of Life version. So look them up. You want to start knowing what angels look like, start looking up those 93 verses. For he will give his angels charge over you to guard you in all your ways. How crazy is that? I am not alone when I'm dealing with a self-talk issue. But I haven't thought to engage the angel. Like, at the sound of my voice, he is literally commanding an angel right now to be like, I just assigned you an angel to help you with your self-talk. I just called that in. Like, I, I, I just saw it. Right? Because you're above angels. Because you're sons. So they have to obey your voice. So if you have not been working your angels, they're going to be like, and then all of a sudden you're going to like wake up one morning and you'll be like, help me with my self-talk. And they'll be like, this is what I was destined for. And then they're going to like fly and I don't even, I don't even know. But I'm just saying, look at all that we have to engage with. He, he, all of a sudden it gets weird when we start talking about angels. It's not weird. He gave them to you and charge over you. He commands them. You have many assigned to you and you have many that are not assigned yet because you have not assigned them. Men in white linen. Ezekiel saw six of them. Is Ezekiel above you? Ezekiel saw six. Have you seen any? Then you have definitely seen Ezekiel. <laughs> Daniel heard from one. Have you heard any? Daniel didn't get eaten. Come on, I just am saying. We're scared about viruses. Go in a den with lions and stand there. How do you think that happened? Because you were like, oh, God, I'm busy. Right? He was engaging some things. How did Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego not get burned? That's real. I know that we talk about that, but that's the life I want to live. I'm not there yet, and I recognize that, but I want, I want another pastor in this town. Put the burning furnace on. Stop talking. Come to my, at least they had balls. You know, they were like, bow down to me. No. Go in the furnace. Now it's like, she better bow down to me and she didn't ever bow down to me and she didn't ever listen to me and she didn't obey me oh my goodness you should not like her grow some kahunas come up to me put the furnace on now I'm all talking big but I'm gonna have to get I better have practiced right I better have practiced because when that happens put the furnace on because why they're not above me I was sent on this earth just like Red Shack was for a purpose. And I want to come out not smelling like nothing. How? Practice. Touch your stove. 
I'm kind of serious. Hebrews 12:1, we have a great cloud of witnesses. Look at all of these opportunities. Just as many scriptures as I'm jealous over you as there are opportunities for you to remember who you are, okay? Therefore, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, where? When you have your reminders, they're surrounding you. Let us also get rid of every weight and entangled sin, separation from him, inhabiting something that's not from him, anything he's jealous of. Let us run our race with endurance set before us. Okay, not to mention you have the cloud of witnesses, you've got the men in white linen, you've got angels, you've got guides, and you've got spirits. You also have Yahweh, Ruach, and Yeshua. That's a given. Do I need scriptures? We're okay, right? You also have kingdom family on earth. John 13, 34. Those are commands. These are commands. Romans 12, 10, honor others. Romans 14, 19, build others up. He's saying, I am jealous over you over that, but freely give yourself to the Hansons. Build others up. Um, oh, it's 8.30, huh? Uh, be devoted to one another. Love one another. These are commands. So if you're like, I am not seeing the men. <laughs> I'm not here in the cloud. There ain't no angels around. I don't even know Ruach. Call Megan. Call Derek. Text John. Don't text John. I'll text John. <laughs> I can see his like phone blowing up. Right? I mean, we've been given a family. Sometimes I, I cannot see straight for the life of me. So I'll be like, do you see an angel? What, what, so, so call on the family. You have kingdom family on earth. He's not, he's not, he's not jealous over you to be with kingdom family because that's an expression of who he is. That is him. He's jealous over the things that are not him. Don't get it twisted. Okay, last but not least, yourself. You are supposed to have a relationship with yourself which is what I said in the beginning, I was gonna come around. Romans 13, 14, you are clothed in him. So remember when I talked about self-talk? That's okay, keep self-talking, you're not weird. Those are thoughts. He's inside of you. He wants to, you know what, uh, for any of you that are like, is that his voice? He's inside of you. His thoughts, he's expressing who he is inside of you. That is an aspect of who he is. Don't deny that in you. So have relationship with yourself. So look at all of those opportunities for you to engage with, right? All of those opportunities to engage with as we are divesting those things that he's jealous from. Amen? All right. You guys ready for next week? Not only is it family night, you guys have your signups? Everyone signed up for food? It's gonna be an intimate time of dinner. It's not gonna look like normal. We're still gonna be an aspect of engagement. I'm sure more is gonna be added. Are you coming up here after me? Come on up here. Um, 
be ready to bring your token of trade, which is where you get to engage. Now, what I didn't get to tonight that I'm gonna send you in, and the reason why I wanted to do it tonight is because I didn't want you guys to be like, I forgot, or I didn't do it. So I, I apologize <laughs> for taking so much time because I wanted to send you guys after all of that into a place. Remember when Missy said do something different? Not a lot of us did a whole lot of different. And that's okay, because I was teaching the whole time. I didn't do a whole lot of different either, because <laughs> I just kept talking. But find some, go somewhere and set aside some time and allow this to just settle in you. Really ask. I know you probably had an idea of what you're gonna be bringing next week and that is amazing. Really ask, is this what you're jealous of? Is this what you want me to divorce from? Okay, take some time to really engage all those things to be able to understand why he's so furious over the things that we don't engage in. And as a family, I know most of us said it was hard to set aside four times a day, seven times a day to think about him. Let us be a people that can build our race up, our, our, our endurance race, not my race. <laughs> build our race. <laughs> build our, oh my goodness. Build ourselves up. It's like working out. It may not just bam all in one day but work it out. Set the alarm to go to the gym. Wake up when you say you're gonna wake up. Be filled with integrity. Meet when you say you're gonna meet. Do what you're gonna do. Lead your family, walk in boldness. Know that you've been given guides and tutors and guardians and clouds of witnesses that are all around you, championing you, championing you to remember who you are in him so that you can be his expression on this earth his image on this earth. Take that time and continue that homework of reminders for us to be a people that's constantly engaging. Because I think the more we engage, the more it's, it's gonna be easier for us to understand what we need to be divorced from, or we won't fall trap to a, uh, an inhabitant. So not only are we shifting, we're maintaining and safeguarding moving forward that we don't fall trapped to the inhabitants moving forward. Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Heirs International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomheirsflag.org. Thank you.